Okay, welcome back to Now Here in America. We have probably one of the premier producers in Hollywood today. And uh, a big part of that is he is relentless. I mean, he will take a, an idea. Uh, he's got, he's has a current documentary right now on Netflix. He has the film about to come out on Lifetime called Feliz Navidad uh, with Mario Lopez. It's going to be amazing and so much more work. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce my good friend, Mark Roberts. Mark. Hey, Rick. Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm doing good. I mean, shoot, I'm not as good as you because, man, it's like I, you're a, you get show after show after, you know, you've got your own tequila company, you know, Casa Mexico. I mean, that's to me. Yeah. Uh, I know you said if I say it five times during the show, I get a case. But OK, but it's one. I just want you to remember that's one mention. Casa Mexico. You get one anyway. I'll, get, I'll send you one anyway. Yeah, right. So you got tequila. You, your, your partners are, you know, um, um, Oscar de la Hoya. Um, I mean, some amazing people. So you, you're, you're doing great. And, and nothing makes me happier because you're truly one of the good guys in Hollywood. I can say that. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Well, tell, talk to us a little bit what's coming up November 21st, I believe. Yeah. Well, uh, as you know, because you're also terrific as a writer, as a producer, as a director, and as an actor – which uh, I hired you to be uh, in the movie um, as Walt, yes. one of our premier characters, kind of like the mayor of the city. Mm-hmm. But the movie is Feliz Navidad. It stars and is produced by Mario Lopez. Mm-hmm. Great guy. Uh, it's got Paulina Chavez. It's got Annalyn McCord. Uh, it's got Mary Carmen Lopez. It also has, um, you know, uh, Rick Nahara, ah, um, but it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful little film premiering on November 21st mm-hmm. uh, on Lifetime. Uh, that's a Saturday, so get your popcorn ready. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's what I think it's one of the one of the uh, only uh, Latino themed Christmas movies of the year, really. Yeah, no, I mean, I I did one myself called Nothing Like the Holidays years ago, but. It was rare then, and now it's even it's still rare. I mean, what it's I think this is the only Latino based uh, Christmas. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard it's hard to say, but I know that um, I know that there's not a lot of them, and you know sometimes you could understand why. You know, it's funny. I was talking to an executive over at the Lifetime the other day, and we were talking about you know the differences between. Um, you know, Latinos, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you do a great character. Uh, uh, one of my favorite characters, Buford, that you've done over the years. And, you know, you have that great joke about like, uh, yeah, we get all kinds of Mexicans. Yeah. You know, we got Puerto Rican Mexicans. <laughs> right. We got Cuban Mexicans. You got. But what's interesting about that joke and about that comedy is that a lot of people don't understand that, you know, all those different cultures are Mexican. You know, we're all yeah. different. We're all Latino, but we're all different in culture. And then even further is Mexican-Americans that are born here uh, on the West Coast are mm-hmm. a hybrid version of an American and a Mexican, right? Because yeah. we're not fully Mexican. And, you know, we were born here, so a lot of the American um, you know, all of the American stuff, like cars and cereal and and food, you know, we're very, very American in that, in those things. So we've, we've adopted some of the culture of Mexico, but not all of it. So yeah. it just looks a little bit different. And, you know, I, I told, I respect, 
I respect a lifetime a lot for their embracing of the hybrid culture and not getting so specific and wanting us to be so specific with the Mexican culture because, you know, Mario, myself, you, yeah. um, um, Frankie Quinones, mm-hmm. you know, we are hybrids. We are not fully Mexican, right? So when you yeah. say Las Posadas to me, I say, you know, Santa Claus to you, you know? <laughs> yeah. You, well, <laughs> like, I'll partake as long as I benefit from it. <laughs> yeah, I think people don't realize we're all we're all in cultural evolution. This is what every culture goes through this, you know. I mean, it's mankind is in – humankind is in a, a, a cultural evolution. It changes. So I remember just years ago in L.A., I used to see pupusas. You say pupusa, pupusa. And I go, what the heck is that? Right. I was like, what? And I found out um, – I had I had an El Salvadorian woman say to me, would you like to eat my pupusa? And I was at first shocked. Whoa. I was Wait like, whoa, minute. hold on one second now. That's, that is totally inappropriate. And I was very mad. And I'm I, married. I am married and I would never eat your pupusa. And I was upset, very upset. And then she said, it's just this dish. It's a, and I, I tasted it and it was delicious. It was so good. So I have a whole idea about pupusas, totally different. It's kind of a tortilla dish with, with uh, the Salvadorians make. But they, their tamales are different. They're green, you know, first time. Yeah. And so you see different cultures it, and different, you know, aspects. We don't even say the word tamale means two different things in two different cultures. They're next to each other. But we're tribal. That's that's what Latinos are. We're, we're a reflection of where we're from. Uh, but if I said yeah. I say to a Mexican, where are you from? They don't say Mexico. They say Chihuahua or Defe or, you know, La Paz right. or They'll they'll say that they'll never well, say Mexico. Yeah, it's it's a weird it's a weird question too, you know, because I get the question a lot. They'll say to me, "Where are you from?" Um, you know, or you know, where are your parents from, or whatever. And I always say Guadalajara. Yeah. You know, uh, now I've been to Guadalajara three times in my whole life, but I still say it because I know that that's where my parents were born. But it, you know, I couldn't tell you what the favorite, you know, food of the region is, what they drink there, you know, what the weather's like. I couldn't tell you any of the stuff that from where I actually say that I'm from, right? Because it's where my parents were born. Well, so, so I find it, yeah. I find it interesting. Um, and I also find it powerful as a content provider, as a producer, to be able to really uh, dissect what it is to create um, a Latin themed movie or television show because it's not about the actual like embracing the culture of Mexico as much as it is embracing the journey of um, the journey of an immigrant mm-hmm. family and the kids that are then born here that now starts their new story, you know? So yeah. when you are when you hear about people looking for the Latino gold and they're looking for, you know, how do we engage the Latino communities? Well, we're all different, you know? But the thing that we do have in common, especially if you're first generation, like myself and like Mario and like Eddie almost and like yeah. you, is, is that we are all Americans first. And there are things about, in our DNA, you know, like tequila, for example. Oh yeah. You know, I love tequila, but it's in my DNA. Like you don't have to explain that to me. I love mariachi music. I love, I love corridos. I love, um, 
I love boleros. I love, uh, you know, I love Los Lobos. I love, um, you know, the, the music from Veracruz. You know, mm-hmm. all that stuff in my DNA. It has nothing to do with me embracing my culture. That is something that's ingrained in my blood. So I think that there's a really, really great opportunity for us as producers and as writers and, you know, as, and as creators to embrace who we are as hybrids so that everyone can enjoy our stories. Not, you don't have to be Latino to enjoy our stories. You don't have to be Latino to direct our stories, but it does have to have a strong point of view yeah. As to what's funny and what's in your DNA, I think. It, I think you're absolutely right. It has to have an authentic um, relationship. I mean, I thought to some of the m- movies that really touched me, um, I know there's an authenticity behind it. I can tell. You know, that's what, what's been great about yeah. Netflix is all these sh- films from all around the world end up there. So now it's almost like we're, we're learning a collective language, a collective culture. That, and that's really what comedy is. Comedy just goes, okay – if I say this joke, if, you know, I was watching Kim Wayans doing Benita Betrayal on Get Out the Vote. And I was like, wow, I'd seen that in years. I was one of the guys on the show. And so I remember even writing one of those sketches. And I was like, oh, this is universal because people get it even more. Say like, you know, there wasn't a Benita Betrayal character before. But once he was on, he was like, OK, now, now I know who this, you know, uh, neighborhood gossip is. I get it. And then say Angelica Johnson was doing that Vietnamese nail lady. And you went, okay, there's an authenticity to it. And that's where the comedy comes from. Yeah. You're listening to the Nahara in America podcast. The podcast that isn't afraid to tell it like it is to people who aren't afraid to hear like it is. You can listen to us on Revolver Podcasts or wherever you find your finer podcasts. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. sort of like, you know, comedy is sort of riding the line these days where you can't say certain things or make fun of certain cultures. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think if you're a caricature of what it is that you're making fun of, I think that's always been a safe place. And I think people, and I think we have to explore our cultural backgrounds and, and have fun with them because it's part of what makes us human. It's part of what makes things funny is that I don't think it's always a criticism. I think it's always like, look how stupid this character is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Buford's some, some way like that too. Buford said stuff that you could never say that I could never say, but yeah. as a character, you know, you're like, okay, well, Buford's got his own thing going on and, and he's not a real character. So he can say things that are yeah. funny and are a little bit, you know, on, 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 you know, in the gray area, but it's still funny. I was thinking about Cheech and Chong. I was thinking about Cheech's movies, you know, um, Born Born in East LA. Yeah. Hilarious. And I was thinking, yeah. And I was thinking, you know, those were sort of, he was ahead of his time. He was telling these stories that really is where it all was. And that's why I find it fascinating that, that corporations and, and studios are all looking for the Latino gold. All you have to do is go look back at Cheech and Chong and Cheech's movies and be like, that guy, if you did that again, you'd probably be in the right area, you know? Oh, no. Cheech, you know, he directed my show on Broadway and he's, I've, I've worked with him before. He's, he's just, he's a genius. I mean, he's brilliant. That's one thing is, is comics tend to be very smart uh, because comedy is really the, the intelligent man or woman's uh, arena. I mean, you have to be smart. I mean, the best female comics, best male, it's always come down to about being smart. And Cheech won Celebrity Jeopardy. He, he won every question. He's, he's brilliant. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, he did. I mean, that's to me, it was amazing too because 
He told me a lot of it has musicality because he's a musician. So he knows that, you know, where the buzzer is going to be and all that stuff. But he answered the questions and, you know, and he's married to a, a beautiful Russian woman who's a PhD in, in classical music. I mean, Cheech just gets surrounded by intelligence and art and he has an art museum. And, but intelligence and, and if you can talk about the Latino experience in an intelligent way, it really is an experience that touches nearly every aspect of the American culture. And the fact that yeah. we love America, we have, you know, I think Edward James almost said it best in Selena, it's tough to be a Chicano. It's tough to be a, you know, Latino American, uh, Mexican American, male, female, whatever, because you have to be really good about being Mexican. You have to be really good about being American. You just can't be okay. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. But in that creates great art. In that, like what you do as a producer... Uh, you know, I worked with you and I, I love your notes on, on scripts. You're fairly good notes. I mean, they really are uh, because Thank you. you're an entertainer. You know what people are going to laugh at or like or and you feel strong about it. And, I, and I, I, once I know that, I was relaxed. I go, okay, because that's yeah. the bottom line. We, took, well, we are. Well, I, I, appre yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, I think, you know, look, I think that number one, Things that are funny are funny to everyone. You know, it's, uh, you you have a lot of you do a lot of jokes that are that are hilarious to any culture. You know, yeah. I was talking to Christelle Alonzo the other day, and she has you know one of my favorite jokes that she tells in her in her um, Netflix special is she says you know she kind of takes this moment to say how awesome it is that you know that women are breaking the glass ceiling. And she was like, I really, I really, really love that I'm breaking the glass ceiling, you know? She goes, but I want to clean that shit too. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is very cultural and specific, right? Because that that's insinuates that, you know, we clean houses, like, right? Or we yeah, watch stars or whatever. But yeah. there's, there's a combined humor there, which is, she succeeded because she's breaking the glass ceiling, but she wants to clean it too. And there's nothing wrong with those jokes. They're funny and it's, and it's not demeaning and, and everyone can laugh. We can laugh together, which is, look, people are thinking that anyway, right? Yeah. I it's, mean, um, it's, 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 it's true. It's freeing. Yeah. She's, she's breaking the glass ceiling as, as she's being pushed toward the break the glass ceiling. She's going, I, I need some Windex to critically really good. <laughs> I got to get the Windex because this is my, one of my favorite, favorite things about being Latino is that you can actually make fun of it. I was yeah. standing in front, I was, you know, I live in Beverly Hills. I was, I was taking out uh, a B in front of my house and I yanked it out and I was full of dirt and some guy drove by in the Jaguar, he got out, he was lost, you know, so I walked over to him. I said, you know, how can I help? And he said, uh, do you work here? <laughs> and, you know, I couldn't help but find that funny. It's just funny. It's just, you know, so, all right, well, no, I don't. I actually live here. But, you know, I didn't have to explain to him. I didn't. There was no need for me to explain. No, look, I, I, I actually live here. This is my house. Did, but did he say like that sometimes? Wow. You live here. And this is your. Are you married to a white woman? And then yeah. you got to go. Oh, yes, I am. actually. <laughs> so. That would have been that would have been even funnier. But no, you know, I, I think. You have to be able to laugh at yourself, the situations, you know, I mean, um, thank you for mentioning uh, Carlos Almaraz playing with Fire, which is on Netflix now. Yeah. Uh, it's a remarkable film, but, you know, a lot of those interviews are 35 years old, Rick, and in those interviews, you have people like Magoo saying, you know, we're a hybrid, you know, yeah. we, we got we got transplanted here and we, we drive gringo cars, we eat cake cereal, 
You know, he's talking about all the things that get fed to us in a commercial, you know, American commercials. And it's just funny because that's how we get built. That's we were built American, you know. And that is our strength. You know, that's our strength. It's our superpower is uh, is how we were brought up. I mean, look, I I think I I think it's one of the things I um, I appreciate most about my growth. And um, and I think that if there are, you know, to tell more Mexican-American stories, as it refers to me, because I'm Mexican-American, but Mm -hmm. to tell any story from whatever culture you're from, you need to trust yourself. You need to trust your comedy. You need to trust your understanding of how you grew up and include those things that you know are funny, that you know are poignant into Mm -hmm. your stories from your point of view. And that's what makes it unique. Um, I think that that's one of the values of, of you know, me work, me con- collaborating with you or collaborating with Mario Lopez is that we have a lot of the same feelings about where we grew up, how we grew up, what we think is funny. And what we think is funny is kind of funny to Americans and Mexicans because that's who we are. And I think trusting those things about yourself is what makes great product. So. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm going to continue to lean into it because this is what I love. You know, I love kind of making fun of how I grew up and having fun with the people that I grew up with and embracing people like uh, Frankie Quinones and his humor, because if I find it funny, that means that, you know, a lot of Americans are going to find it funny too. So it doesn't matter that it's, you know, that it's, uh, that it's Creeper, the character, you know, that's a universally fun person. And that's what, that's what I want to, you as a producer, I want to continue to bring those 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 characters to, to life and put them in movies. You know, like when I came on to shows early in my career, I did a lot of African American shows, and I would go, nah, I don't know, but I studied so much about African American history in America and everything else that after a while, you know, they would go, oh, you know, Rick knows what he's talking about, because you can study humanity and learn something else. If you're, you're going to write a, sh- a show about Shakespeare and love, study Shakespeare. Now you can do it. And that was happened before is that they just sat there and went with old stereotypes and other things they, they thought were easy to go with. And they didn't really go with authenticity. And that's, I think, changing. And, and you're one of the reasons we have that solution. So I want to, you know, tell everyone to watch Feliz Navidad, November 22nd on Lifetime. You can just go into the app, look for Lifetime, download the app, and you can watch the movie Feliz Navidad with Mario Lopez. It's, it's, a, it's a great one. I would also go to Netflix and watch... Um, I'm under, uh, I'm under uh, Carlos Almaraz playing with fire mm-hmm. and um, wonderful film and even Ashley Garcia, yes. um, the expanding universe of Ashley Garcia, which is another, you know, Latino themed show that was uh, done by Mario myself and, mm-hmm. and a bunch of great producers and writers. I thank you for having me on. Thanks for talking about this. Like I said, I think we just need to be confident in the things that how we're brought up and where we're from, which is here and what our culture is, which is our parents and, Whatever we find find funny about those things actually are very funny, and there's no apology there. You just do them, you know? Yeah. We think it's funny. This is what we do. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just comedy, folks. I mean, I would say that during some of my shows. Ago. Yeah, everyone it's, take it easy. It's, it's just jokes. It's just jokes. It's just comedy. Don't worry. Nothing I, I'm not that important. I can't, <laughs> I'm not going to cause a revolution. Just a few jokes. Well, I'm a big fan of yours. Oh, I'm you. a big fan of yours, Rick. You're super talented. Uh, we've got. I'd love to work more on, on projects with you, and I'm sure we will. I'm sure. But we thank will you too. for having me on. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That was Mark Roberts. Thank you so much, Mark. Thanks for coming on Nahara in America. Thanks, buddy. We'll be back with more from Nahara in America. You're listening to the Nahara in America podcast. 
the podcast that isn't afraid to tell it like it is to people who aren't afraid to hear like it is. You can listen to us on Revolver Podcasts or wherever you find your finer podcasts. Join us next week for more on Heron America.